You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Welcome to the Two Robbies Podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion analysis of the Premier League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. Manchester City stumble against Chelsea and have to rely on Rodri to rescue a crucial point for City in the title race. Injury concerns begin to pile on Liverpool, but that doesn't fade Jurgen Klopp's men as they sweep aside Brentford in a 4-1 win. Days after putting... Six past West Ham, Arsenal continue their four-throttle pace and defeat Burnie 5-0 at Turf Moor. And Rasmus Hoyland keeps the good times rolling at Manchester United as they earn a narrow 2-1 victory at Luton Town. So that's what we've got coming up in today's episode. My friend, well, let's start it at the Etihad. Um, this was the, the last of the, the three teams in what we believe the title race now. Uh, playing with, with Arsenal and Liverpool getting their business done. So, City hosting Chelsea, uh, a City team on 11 straight wins. Um, I think we probably thought it would be 12 straight wins, but I have to say a couple of things didn't happen. City didn't play, their football wasn't at their best, and Erling Haaland had an off day would be my takeaways, mate. Mm. Yeah, I got more than that. I got more takeaways than that. I think you're absolutely right. I think City weren't quite at it, but um, an Erlen Haaland absolutely had an off day. Misses, particularly the last header, mm. that like flabbergasted. Really, like wow, like he missed that one. It was such a. It looked like a comfortable header. So a bad day for him. Um, I, 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 the, the more takeaway for me, Rob, was Chelsea and their performance. That. I didn't see coming yeah. the spirit, the togetherness, the defensive strength, the individual displays, the team display, the attacking play. Um, they could have been a little bit more ruthless in front of the goal to put the game to bed. They had mm -hmm. a couple of opportunities to score more than the one yeah. goal against Man City. Edison come up with a big double save, I think, late um, at some point in the game. Um, but, yeah, but against Sterling, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah Sterling, where he got good contact on the ball, makes a good yeah. save there. <clears throat> it's just, Chelsea, Rob, I, I think I said after the, uh, after the game in the studio, wow, like that, that's mm. a new standard for Chelsea now. That's a new bar that they've set. And when they, if and when they perform in, in different ways and don't get good results, you can go back to the way that they played, the way that they worked hard, Rob. Like, you know, even the midfield players, mm. um, particularly Enzo Fernandez. Enzo Fernandez, I've never yeah. seen him so far in English football, work as hard without the ball and track back. Now, maybe we'll get into why this is, whether these young players need to have a big occasion, expectation levels are a little lower, mm. maybe less pressure when yeah. they go to Man City. But some of the performances of some of their players throughout the team, throughout the team, particularly defensively, were incredible. And that's so different to Chelsea and they absolutely deserve their point. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a Chelsea. I looked at numbers, so, uh, you know, my headline I gave you were because I think we, we felt City would win the game. And, and you know, at this stage, we, we, we you know, 
all talk about City hitting the patch where they go on these incredible runs. That wasn't to take anything from Chelsea, who, as you say, were excellent. I'd put it on par. I thought I think early in the season they played Arsenal, Chelsea. Uh, I think they got a draw, uh, a scoring draw against Chelsea, where I thought they played particularly well. And in other games, I think we've maybe had spells of, of good Chelsea where you've gone, that's better. That looks more like it. That you know, but it, it's never been over a sustained period. It's never been probably against the quality of opposition that that we had uh, that they had against City. Um, I thought, like yourself, I've got a note. I thought Caicedo and Enzo are starting to look like a partnership, mate. And I've been critical of them early in the season, that they play like individuals. At times, they don't understand the responsibility in front of a, a back three or a back four, however they're set up. I thought that as, as a pair, that it, it's starting to look something like what you pay $200 million for and, and can start to give some security to the team behind them and, and start to launch attacks as, as they did in the attacking third that can be really dangerous. Mm. Um, I thought they restricted City, although City's football wasn't great, certainly in the first half, Pep said that himself. But I thought despite the possession, they restricted City, their shape was good, their defending was, was, was resolute when it needed to be. A couple of really great performances back there for them, um, even with Thiago Silva um, not available. And... It was a yeah. It was absolutely a day where you know Potter's had a couple of decent results against Pep with with his Spurs teams down the years, and this must have given him as much satisfaction as, as any of those days. I think what he's got to do now, Rob, given that performance, is that it's pretty obvious that what has to be relied on for me um, or worked on, sorry, and that's I don't know, like the, the mentality of the team, the mentality of the team. Um, you know, that's the kind of the level. And I know some of these haven't had a ton of Premier League experience and new players coming when into the When you say club. work on that, Rob, yeah. when you say work on that, elaborate, what do you mean more, you know, is that like conversations? Is that team meetings? Is that video stuff? You know, working yeah. on, on mentalities. Not, it's not like fitness, is it? Or finishing no. or possession. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit of a different thing. And, and, you know, just for our listeners and viewers, sort of take us a bit deeper where you where you want to well, where you mean with that. Okay, so it's, it's a good point. I think I think we know that there's there's talent mm. in the players. There's too many times now we've seen it in games. We saw it firsthand, by the way, Rob, didn't we? The first game of the season was it Chelsea at home to Liverpool? Oh, we we yeah. were right there. Liverpool, they played really Liverpool, really well. Yeah. 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 Um, mm. So what, what I'm saying is the mentality to be consistent, the mentality, and it is going to be videos, it is going to be chats, it is going to be meetings, to to kind of keep going back to some of those performances, to keep showing what's necessary. Mm. Maybe the Premier League, you know, we didn't play in, in other leagues in Europe, Rob, and, and I think what we see is that it's a more yeah. intense, more physical, maybe more competitive. I don't know. Other, other leagues could argue that. But I think, you know, to win a yeah, Premier League yeah. title, you, you've got to have so much kind of grit, so much character, personality, and be a brilliant football team. I think Man City show that. And teams throughout yeah. the years have shown that the, the talented talent alone doesn't get you there. It just doesn't. It just does not. You know, even this Man City yeah. team works really, really hard um, without the ball and presses and everything else. They've got to learn, Rob, or grow the mentality that that sort of effort, yeah. determination, is going to have to be most weeks. You might get away with it. You might get away with it, you know, every now and again. Um, but but that yeah. that is what they're capable of. And just in terms of individuals, right, and... Levi Colwell is a player that, that I've watched closely at Brighton on loan last year. Great yeah. player. Yeah, yeah. Great player. He's 20. 
20 years of age. He's slotted in there with Thiago Silva. He's been struggling, Rob. He's, he's hanging on, to be fair. He's 39, yeah. Silva, and he's, his body's given up on him. You know, he's been an incredible footballer. It just looks like he's coming mm. to the end a little bit. And Levi Colwell's been playing out of position as a left-back. Is a, is a fantastic yeah. centre-back. Thought he was brilliant. Along with Axel Dezazi, by the way, who played a game like, wow, yeah. who is this guy? Nodded things away, was brave, inter- <laughs> he blocked, yeah. intercepted. He was incredible. And I'm going to go on to my underappreciated performer. And this is both wow, underappreciated and like one to watch. 20 years of age, Malo Gusto, the French fullback. That's, that's in the team now as Reese James is out injured, is getting better and better every week I see him. First off is not question, is his technical ability. Very skillful, good decision maker. Yeah. What has surprised me is his pace, his defensive one-on-one situation, Rob. And whenever you hear of pace, good at one-on-ones yeah. and good on the ball technically, then you've got a, you've got a future star there. I think the, the yeah. I think he'll benefit from games in the Premier League to understand. Wow, we got again. Wow, physical intense. Wow, another winger that I've got to deal with. That is coming. I can see it in him. <clears throat> and you know, mm. of course, Reese James has had injury issues. What a player to pop into that position now, Rob. And you know, all these players that were bought by Chelsea. You know, sometimes it takes a little bit of time to kind of figure out. Okay, have a look at certain players, get them in the team. Games after games after... Well, OK, who's... Malagusto's adjusting lovely. And he's at his age. I think there's a bright, bright future for this guy. Um, so I want to give him a call-out shout-out. I've liked his stuff before, Rob, but there's been moments in games where I'm like, ah, you know, you're a little... That's, you've got to do a bit better there. Or you've got to be a little bit tougher there. Or you've got to... You know, it, 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 I thought he had an excellent game. Really, really strong game. And you add that to, to Dizazi, to Carwell and Ben Chill that was back to yeah. his normal level... And that's why it was difficult for Man City. And that's what I didn't see coming. I, I can, I can um, comment to signs of Chelsea in midfield. I kind of like where they're going with it. Conor Gallagher's looking better with goals. Caicedo looks happier. Mm. Enzo Fernandez. the manager, funny, Rob, the manager talked about him. He didn't put it in, in, a, in a way of he's getting fitter, but he said his movements are better. He's getting box to box. His, his engine was yeah. way better in this game than I thought he had. So, again, good signs. That, and Cole Palmer, you know, flow into midfield. There's a core yeah. in the central area of the field that I like. Uh, and the back four, particularly, particularly at Malagusto, I thought he's, uh, he's one to watch for the future. I thought he was excellent. Yeah, actually saw a lot of Gusto during that summer series and um, I was impressed with him then and, and sort of said, well, Rhys James might have a job on a little mm. bit. And we know Rhys James struggled with injuries, a hamstring, I think it's again... Uh, I think it's one of them where they don't have to rush him now. They can, you know, this guy will, will get games. Like you say, he, he ticks all the boxes, technically uh, super strong, good on the ball, pacey. Remember, he's against Doku, one of the dangerous, most dangerous wide players in the league. Um, and he's got a bit of fight in him, Rob. If, if the ball's yeah. there and he has to go and put his foot in, I, I, I quite like that in him as well. So it's a great shout. Um, it just adds to the, the, the talent pool of, of Chelsea and another player that maybe... In different days, Rob, if you have to go options, maybe go with it with, with a back three and a wing back between James and Gusto. You've got players who can play in, in, in possibly both those roles, or Rich James may the right side centre back with Gusto outside. He might be something that, that uh, Potts can turn to if, if he's needed. Um, but you, you, you're right, I agree with that. I, I, I kind of think the mentality thing, so I'll, I'll just go back to the point you made. 
I kind of feel that you, it, it, it's a good point in terms of what's required. I kind of feel like, you know, probably Thiago Silva's the, the experienced head who everyone's looked to, and you've talked about where he is in his career and what a brilliant career it's been, by the way. But I just feel as though this group, Rob, have to take the mentality piece and move it on. Mm. I don't really feel like there's a great individual. I'm not sure Rhys James is a great, you know, vocal captain. He's not John Terry, is he? He's not that guy who, you know, puts the armband on and, and goes... I think I almost feel like between the the players, you know, the Cole Palmer's have got a role to play. You know, Caicedo Enzo have got a role to play. Cole, uh, Colwell might, you know, collectively, they've got to get themselves in a space where they don't let standards drop, where they know maybe going away to Burnley or Sheffield United, we've got to do as much as what we do when we go to Manchester City. And And if they can start to do that as a group, as well as what obviously Poch and his coaches are doing... That's when, you know, I get the sense that, that Man City at times get together as a group. And we've heard, was it Fernandinho before, Rodri's grabbed the group together and said, hey, we're not doing it, we've got to get back to our levels. I kind of feel that's what Chelsea have to do and, and, and challenge each other, Rob. Sometimes, you know, in, as a teammate, you have to fall out with a teammate to get the best of him on a match day. And it doesn't matter after the game, it's gone. But sometimes those little sparks of kind of confrontation or what gets people playing at, at a high level. I'll follow on that point, Rob, because um, I think it, it's, it's pretty obvious. I, I felt that was a big step forward for Chelsea. And I'll tell you why. Yeah. That team now know what it takes to go to one of the best teams that we've ever seen in English football and get a result. Yeah. They've learned tons. They've learned tons on what it takes. The back four have learned what it takes. Enzo Fernandez has yeah. learned what it takes. The wide players, the shape of the team, they've learned together on this. And, uh, and um, you know, mm -hmm. they, they can go... They, I don't know, I just think it was a really great learning game for Chelsea. Wow. L if we do this mm -hmm. extra work, by the way, we can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the champions. You know, that, that's how good we are, everybody. And we're mid-table, and we feel sorry for ourselves sometimes. And yeah, everybody says we're inconsistent. Mm -hmm. But look, look what we can do together yeah. if we do get it right and we put in that extra blimmin' 5-10% of effort and, and, and what it can do for yeah. the team and the result in this division. So that is where I think there's a big step forward and they've learned a lot about going to referencing, like you said, where a player can go back and say, remember the City game, remember how compact we were, remember how aggressive we were to win the ball back and, and, and our quality in other areas will, will, will do well. I, I think this is this is a big big game for Chelsea. Now now again, the job for them and for other big clubs at times, the young players are being consistent. I still feel there's a few spots in the team, Rob, that are going to need help. I'm still really not yeah. sure about Nicholas Jackson the being yeah. being a centre yeah, forward, forward to, to win yeah. him to take him towards the top of the very top of the, the Premier League table. There might be a few other spots, but I tell you what, I'm a lot more encouraged now defensively, Rob, because I thought, wow. You know, they're missing Wesley Fofana, Thiago Silva's injured, but, mm. but Levi Carwell and maybe Dizazi. Maybe they've taken a giant step forward uh, and that back four can be settled, Rob, for a little bit. A little settled back four now with those two in front that we've talked about and then they've got some nice, talented players in the attacking areas. Uh, top marks of Chelsea, I thought no, they were let, really let good. Let me just chuck... Yeah, let me just chuck two quick thoughts at you about Chelsea. Um, one is ahead of uh, a League Cup final next yeah. weekend yeah, maybe we'll learn a bit then Rob having yeah. you know what a great kind of rehearsal that was now can they take a mentality and yeah. some belief into that game at Wembley because a bit of silverware would, would do no harm to that football club 
just in terms of, as you were talking, I was just thinking about Desarzi and, and Colwell in mm. particular. Two young players who've come into the football club who, you know, are still finding their way, still finding the right, the, the right levels, but both with, with potential. And, and I've had the situation before, and, and I'm sure you have. Sometimes, Rob, when you're playing either next to, I was, we were midfield players, or, or somebody where you're next to an old kind of legend, and he's the guy, and like you've probably watched him in your career, and then you're playing next to him, and and you know sometimes, Robin, I'll, I'll talk personally, you get a little bit edgy that you mm. don't let him down, yeah. and he doesn't think part of it. You know, with Thiago Silva not being in the team, and I'm not talking about mm. ability or anything, and and this is just a human nature. Might sometimes players feel a little more at ease? Mm. Yeah, I I, I, uh, I agree. I agree. I think when there's a team of youngsters that you, you look around and it's like, oh, God, well, it's just us. Let's get out there and do it. I, I think it's a good point. You're almost, mm. Rob, you're a little intimidated by him. And you're, and you're very easy to let him yeah. call yeah. the shots and make decisions. Dominate. Cover. I, I, yeah. It happened to me yeah. many times in midfield at Middlesbrough. We had a lot of kind of big-name midfield players come in, and I ended up doing their work. Like, they, they were a little lazier at that point, mm. maybe an older in their career. I kind of swept up after them. I did a lot of their work they didn't want to do. And when I played, at my, my most enjoyable time as a midfield player, actually, Rob, was um, playing in midfield in the Premier League alongside a young mid, uh, a, a borough lad called Jamie Pollock. And we, we were mm. both kind of, I think I was mid-20s. He was, like, a few years younger than me. And we loved the challenge of going up against these Premier League sides with these big-time midfield players. And we just gave it everything. And I loved playing with him, maybe more so than some of the stars I played with. I played with mm. Paul Gascoigne, well, I mean, Paul yeah. Ince and Andy Townsend and Emerson and Janino and all these guys that were the huge reputations. Um, so I think it's a good, a good point. And, and maybe, you know, time is to move on. And, and it's Colwell's time now and it's Dizazi's time now and it's Gusto's time now and other players yeah. to be those legends and to, to get the confidence in that. Um, let's, before we move on, Robbie, I've got to talk the champions. And yeah, let's talk it was a, a, bit, blimmin- a bit chal- uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, City. Yeah. No, you you go ahead. No, no yeah, not a great day. I mean, mm. I think it's seventy percent percent possession, so as much possession. But certainly, first off, didn't you know create too many chances. Again, let's talk about an off day for for the big man up front. So we had nine shots in the game, Rob. Um, an XG of one point seven one in in this game alone, uh, Erlen Haaland. So mm. I don't know. Is, is it a case of? Listen, even the champions can have off days. Even this, this great goal score, 36 Premier League goals last season, can have an off day. Might that be what gives, you know, if, if, this, is, if this is Jesus having an off day, we say, oh, that's why Arsenal can't win the title. You know, top centre forwards have days when it doesn't quite happen for them. I mean, the header sort of sums it up. I mean, the header, he, he scores 99 times out of 100 with his yeah. eyes closed, lying in bed. So yeah. that just summed up that it wasn't his day. You know, connections weren't, wasn't right. His timing wasn't right. Whether his confidence or, or his body language wasn't great. It was just one of them days. Um, they got better second half. They will feel they should have had a penalty. I think I agree with you watching it uh, live. I didn't mm. think it was. I mean, mm. we go forensic on it. and There was a bit of arm movement, yeah. but I'm kind of glad the referee... Stayed with his decision yeah. and, 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 and no penalty was going. I think it was about it was the right call yeah. in the circumstances. Um, on a day when I think it was a day that would give Arsenal and Liverpool hope, Rob, that, that you know Manchester City might have some days when it doesn't quite go as always to plan, and maybe a couple of star players have an off day. We very rarely see it, 
But um, I'm sure that's what might just give them some hope to, to that they might go all the way. I thought there's two parts to it, Rob. There's certainly the, the Erlen Haaland part to it. There's another part to it that we shouldn't ignore. Yeah. Chelsea could have had three goals. And Man City have, mm. have conceded away, yeah. many more goals than you might expect, particularly on the back of what I've said before, Rob, about this team with all these big centre-backs. They look so strong and physical. They've, they've really improved that part of the play. And that's why they're winning titles all of a sudden. I think they've gone off it a little bit. I've just yeah. finished a... A quick tactics session uh, in the studio there, Rob, looking at City. Mm. And there's a couple of examples of Kyle Walker, Nathan Ake. What's the right word? Not very conscientious in their defending. I, I don't want to say lazy. I feel that's a little bit harsh. But at times, yeah. you know, yeah. for, for one of the chances, there, I think it was a Sterling chance, Kyle Walker's just lets him run by him. I think for, for a very early chance, it was Nathan Ake that got, was very slow getting back. Yeah. And that left them so open space in behind. You know, I, I don't know whether the, the, the defenders need a little bit of a kick up the backside, Robert City, to say, listen, we, we, we play expansively. We need you to, to be at maximum alertness when it turns over and it breaks down because there's a lot of space in behind us. Yeah. And I feel in that game, particularly Walker, particularly Nathan Ake, there was moments when they jogged back a little bit when their guy got the, got, got the other side of them and caused them a problem. So there's the, a, a striking bit. But I think we know he's going to come good. I mean, there's, there's no question. Ireland's a yeah. ruthless finisher. He had a bad day. The defensive mm. side of it, Rob, is for me is where the City, uh, the um, sorry Arsenal and Liverpool might feel like, ooh, conceding a little bit and, and going to drop points. And that happened today. They got a point. Roger does it again. So many goals come from him. That could have been a loss very easily, very easily. And that's what we'll watch now, Rob, over the next few weeks to see how Man City mm. defend and if there's anything that Pep's going to do differently. I mean, he's got his guys in there. Ake, Diaz, Akanji, Walker, Rodri. Yeah, yeah. That, that's about thought, as good as they can line up defensively, yeah. really. So, um, yeah, great game, though. Well, really enjoyed it. I think it. it's an area... It's an, yeah, it was a great game. It's an area we always know. And the first thing we talk about, you know, City, when we talk about fullbacks or, if it's, I don't know, with John Stones, we talk about how inverted they are, how much yeah. they're going to go into into midfield. And... and you know, if teams are brave enough and good enough, then we've, we, you know, we've highlighted those spaces that can be attacked. And yeah. you say, if, if City just not quite have it, if somebody just, you know, if Carl Walker's determination to get back is just not not quite on the mark yeah. and he's against somebody with, with pace, it's going to cause him trouble. So, yeah, I mean, it's a good point and certainly something to watch. And and, and we, we do have to just finish because I just put, you know, Mr. Reliable Rodri, I mean, yeah. they, they have these... These people who have days for them, Rob, when it's a Haaland day, it wasn't his today. There's a De Bruyne day. We saw a Foden day against Brentford recently. You know, it's a Rodri kind of... Not only what... The goals of, you know, an obvious brilliant strike, gets a deflection, goes in, but he's the right man at the right time. But just his contribution to the game, Rob. And I was, you know, I was, look, I was thinking that, you know, Caicedo and Enzo, both, you know, I thought I, I had really good games and starting to look like a partnership. And yet, Rodri sits there uh, like he's almost a combination of them both, isn't he? He, he, he like but, but he needs help, goals, Rob. He, can get he needs box, help he can sometimes. Change. He needs help, Rodri, and and that's another. You know, you got yeah. Alvarez and De Bruyne that don't want to help him defensively, and he can normally do it, but, but not like all the time. One. But it's a midfield yeah. player, isn't it? It's more of a midfield player, a fullback now coming into midfield yeah. than a midfield player sitting yeah. next to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, so uh, yeah, good listen. Game. Just mm. I thought it was a little bit of belief for others. That yeah, great game. Uh, a little bit of belief for the other teams, you know, in, in the title race, and, and a day that City 
will probably say is a blip and, and move on, but, you know, food for thought for Pepper and, and his mm. team. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, mate, we've had a good chat on that one. Yeah. Let's move it on to Gitech Stadium. Uh, Brentford hosting Liverpool. Liverpool team that, that's had a few injuries, starting to get one or two back, but... Uh, suffered a few more injuries while we're there. And the G-Tech, never an easy place to go, mate. But in the end, Liverpool's firepower again, proving that, you know, regardless sometimes of how they play, they, they, there's so many goals in this team, so many opportunities. I mean, a couple of the goals from breakaway situations that Thomas Frank said, you know, this team from our set pieces can look so dangerous. Mm. And, and that's what Liverpool have in abundant speed and, and attacking threat. Mm. Yeah, I think... Um... The headlines here for me are just the same thing. It's the attacking quality, Rob. Just the quality, the finishes, the Nunes kind of confidence with the, the big scoop. Um, you know, all areas. It's, of, of course, concern that Diogo Jota looks like he'll have a nasty injury. Uh, I think it was Christian yeah. Norgaard that fell on him. Um, you have the other advantage of Alexis McAllister now with Endo playing, can get forward. And we saw a nice goal from him where he's got the quality to, to find mm -hmm. a little way through and pokes a pass a goalkeeper. That, that's their thing at the moment, isn't it, Liverpool? Interesting, Rob, before the game, that Thomas Frank, the Brentford uh, manager, was saying that... Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm surprised he didn't get more headlines, actually. He said that Liverpool were harder to defend than Man City. The, the way that they attack is more fluid, it's more varied, yeah. it's more expansive. They can go around you, they can go over the top, they can get to feet and run in behind, they can play one-twos, they can cross the ball from Trent. They can, I mean, Robertson getting forward, he, thought, he kind of said, yeah. you know, City are amazing, of course, but you kind of know how, you're gonna, how they're going to do it and you try your best to nullify it. With Liverpool, yeah. it could come from different areas. And I think we saw it in the game. We saw it in the game with Nunes' goal, mm. with McAllister from midfield. Yeah. Um, you know, Cody Gakpo, they come off the bench and score a goal. So Gakpo, that's yeah. that's where Liverpool right now are looking so strong and so varied. And when they bought Gakpo and Jota came in and Nunes and Luis Diaz, it, it was like, wow, that's a lot of great talent there going forward. Defensively, 
you know, I think I think I, I, I'm a lover of Colin Bradley back into the side. Robbie was back in. Trent Alexander Arnold's yeah, out injured. Canate, yeah, um, yeah. I think, was in for Kwanzaa basically because of Ivan Tony. The physicality that Canate can bring, the experience that he can bring, helped with Ivan Tony. Still got his goal, but it was a impressive, yeah. strong Liverpool outing mm. uh, against a team that that were ready for them. They had a strong lineup. That being said. Um, Ethan Pinnock, Rob, was a, was a late casualty, an injury, I think, in training. Pinnock's played every minute of every game this season yeah. in such yeah, an important yeah, part important. their defensive line, yeah. and that was missed miss really badly. Nathan Collins had a bit of a, a, bit of a nightmare. He, he got done by Mo Salah, I remember. I think mm, he failed to yeah. clear another ball. So that, defensively, they were very much weakened with Ethan Pinnock. But Liverpool, yeah, continue, Rob. And they, the top of the league table right now, as we, as we look at it now, Liverpool, 25 mm. games played, 57 points, two points clear of Arsenal. And even if City win their game in hand, they will be two points clear of... No, actually one point clear yeah. of them if they win that to go to 56. One so yeah. Liverpool, Rob, you know, Liverpool fans will be thinking we've got a real, real chance, particularly after the Man City uh, result that came later in the day, that they can win another Premier League title. Yeah, and you know, I saw some headlines in. It's like you know, they're calling it Jurgen Klopp's last dance. You know, in line with the Michael Jordan, and that you know, it's still got legs in this team. Fifty-nine yeah. goals, Rob, uh, top scorers in in the league, tells you the threat that maybe yeah. Thomas Frank is talking about, and it comes from different ways. And you know, if Endo does hold and McAllister, you know, is, is allowed to play more as an eight and get forward, yeah. you know, we've seen at Brighton that he can add, he can add another dimension. Lovely, clever feet, isn't he? You know, nice. You know, as, as I was watching it, I wrote, uh, I wrote a note down on the thing, and I, and, it, and I wouldn't to say he's he's the same, but he's got a bit of the Paul Scholes about him round the box. You know, those neat and tidy give and goes and, and turning balls round the corner and, you know, hard to pick up, which, as I say, would, would absolutely give Liverpool another dimension. I think in the past we've always thought, has there been enough goals from a Liverpool midfield? We know the front guys can always score, but going back to the Mane, uh, Salah and Firmino days, it, it was like, where were goal, other goals yeah. going to come well? Yeah. Don't think that that's an, as big an issue now. The injuries are a little bit of a worry, uh, although they are getting people back and, and people have, have come in, as you say, Connor Bradley is, is a great example of somebody who's coming in and making the most of, uh, of the situation at the moment. And I just want to have, have a... You know, another quick line on, on Darwin Nunez, mate, because he's almost become like, you know, the, 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 the guy all the opposition fans have a go at. You know, he, he's, it's a bit like, oh, he, he bobbles one, he scuffs one, he does that. I thought it was a beautiful goal that he took, mate. I thought it was a really mm. lovely technical goal that he put over the goalkeeper with, with no threat. And I just was looking at his numbers, like six goals, four assists in his last 11 appearances for Liverpool. And a stat that sort of stuck with me, mate, that I thought, do you know what, sometimes this guy doesn't get the credit. So the last time that he played in a Liverpool starting eleven and lost was last March against Real Madrid. So hmm. the basic line is when this guy starts, despite all what he, do, he misses and the woodworks and the, the, the scuffs and this, hmm. he plays in winning teams and generally the teams win and whether he's getting the benefit or teammates are getting the benefit... I think as Salah's coming back, I think Darwin Nunes could have a really important role for Liverpool in all competitions, but not least the Premier League. Because um, if he can keep his form and, and, and his threat at the, at the top end of the pitch, um, Liverpool can have a, 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 a great chance of, of pushing City all the way. Let me give you this one. Let me give you this one. So, Michael Owen, former Liverpool striker, England striker, legend. Mm. Um, made yeah. a very interesting social media post. And it said 
I'm paraphrasing here, of course, that it was a magnificent yeah. finish, but the wrong decision from Darwin Nunez. In that situation, if you're a striker, there is a better percentage yeah. chance that you can score in a different way. He went the highest tariff way, the hardest finish, running at pace, ball yeah. running away from yeah. you to try and scoop it. Now, he pulled it off brilliantly. Michael mm. Owen's point is... Yeah. Um, that in that moment, you better slot on it. You better go and run a goalkeeper. If you had a, if you had a hundred of those, you'd be you'd be doing better in that regard. Now, I'm not telling Michael Owen okay. how to, to finish goals. I think it's a very yeah. interesting observation, yeah. very interesting post. It's um, a great interview. Yeah, yeah and, is, and he's yeah. probably got a point. But when you score, you know, it doesn't really matter. I guess his point is, if he tries that no, again, when you score, you're might, right. Yeah. If you score, you're right. But over, and, and but over a number and, of and, chances. And I hear him. Yeah, you know my, my my counterpoint. I think it's a really really interesting point for someone like Michael Owen. I totally get it because I would say, yeah, what which way am I going to score more often? Not, yeah. but maybe he's feeling you, you have to go with with your feeling, and maybe on eight or nine of the occasions I slot. But you know what? Today I'm feeling good. I'm playing against the keeper. And I'm going over him. I don't know. Listen, yeah. it's, it's it's an interesting point, and it'll yeah. always be the debate with Darwin Nunez. When he, even when he scores, people can <laughs> not criticise, but find a way to look, to look at it. You know, know what I mean? He scores a beautiful yeah. goal and we're saying, well, you know, if, if Mbappe scores that or Messi, we say, oh, what a brilliant finish. But let's wait till he, let's wait till right. he fluffs really up one of those, Rob, before we have a go at a minute. Let's wait, wait till he yeah, fluffs and, up and, one and of those chances it, and then say what one in Rose Z. Yeah. But, 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 but I'm fighting the Darwin Nunes. I, I've yeah. signed up to, to the fan club. Darwin Nunes is, is yeah, let, let's leave him alone. Yeah, let, let him do his thing. Let him scuff, let him miss, let him hit the post. But let him score when he scores and let him try and lead Liverpool to, to a title. So, mm. um, yeah, good, great result for Liverpool. And again, they, uh, you know, their rehearsal for the League Cup final against Chelsea um, next week, you know, the, possibly the first of, of four pieces of silverware available to Jurgen Klopp and his team. Um, for sure, they'll, they'll be taking that one serious and wanting to get, you know, the, the first uh, piece of silverware in the bag. All right, next game, Robbie Earl, is Burnley nil, Arsenal mm. 5. Goals from Martin Odegaard, a penalty from, yes. uh, from mm. Bakari Saka, then a Trossard goal, then a Havertz goal. Uh, was there another Saka goal? There's yeah. a Saka goal in the 47th minute as well. Um, two Sakas, two Sakas, Two Sakas, yeah. yeah. Two, one penalty and one, and one nice finish. Mm. Um, yeah. Arsenal, yeah. are they about as, as, as flipping in, in a purple patch or about as confident, about mm. as ruthless, yeah. about as good as they can be at the moment? Purring, mate. Absolutely purring. Uh, beautiful football. And, and, and I want to go to your point of... So uh, I was thinking probably along the lines that you took, you know, with Man City and you're saying, you know, City's football and great, but maybe there's a little lack of consciousness on the defending. Yeah. Let's talk about Arsenal. Best defensive record yeah. in the league. Not yeah. that. I, I'm putting this line out, Musty, in, in terms of Arsenal. The most controlling football in the Premier League in terms of... When they have it, what they do and how they they yeah. get the goals and get the, into the attacking third, but how they stop the opposition getting looks at their goals is incredible. If you look at their numbers, their shots on target against the xG against kind of um, mm. number, it's it, 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 it's it's incredible how well they do and stop the opposition, mate. Um, and the goals are, fl are flowing. I think it's 21 goals in the last five Premier League games. Uh, five straight wins since the turn of the year. Uh, I, I was watching this game and, 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 I, and I had my, a flashback of, of uh, and I don't know, probably two of my 
faves of the Premier League era, you know, the Sean Dyche Burnley and the Awesome Wenger Arsenal. And it was like, Sean Dyche used to beat them up, didn't they? They used to go to Turf Moor and they used to beat up Arsenal. And I'm looking at Mikel Arteta's Arsenal. I know it's Vincent Company's Burnley now, but one, nobody beats them up, mate, physically. They don't get beaten up anymore. Two, their football is so good that they were on another plank to this Burnley team who want to play football. And three, it feels like there's a more maturity to this group. There's an understanding the goals are coming from different sources that we've talked about that's going to be so important because they haven't got the Haaland, they haven't got the 20-goal-a-season uh, mm. striker. Um, that, you know what, purring right now is important, but maintaining you know, their form through now to the end of the season is going to be the key to it. And, and if they can keep anything like the belief and confidence, mate, they, they've got to have a chance. I think we've got. I think we've got a, a fantastic title race, Rob. And and I know we've said mm. this before. And mm. we have three really good sides that are. That are I know it was an off, yeah. a little bit of an off day for City, but are really in great form. Not a ton of injuries on each of these clubs. Yeah. Wherever you look, you can make an argument for City. You can make an argument for Liverpool. You can absolutely make an argument for Arsenal. William Saliba, Declan Rice, Gabriel. If you want a triangle of strength, it's right there. The goalkeeper's yeah, more comfortable yeah. now. You've got the set pieces from Gabriel. has got four Premier League goals. We know they've got 16 goals mm. and set pieces more than anybody else in the Premier League. We know that Narkai Habits is starting to be more influential. Scored a really nice goal, Rob. Go comes on, inside. Kai. Go on, Kai, Kai. Yeah, he comes inside. Little boy. nutmeg and scored yeah. from that midfield position, making his forward runs, looking... looking uh, happier going forward, but also more mm. um, giving without the ball. I think we've seen that the last couple of Defensive, games. His work yeah. ethic, all yeah. of a sudden, like, wow, mm. he's got a great engine. We're seeing it. That's kind of, that's, that's handy. That's useful to have if, you, if it isn't yeah. going to be a goal-scoring yeah. day that you add other things as well. Wide players who look like they're in form again. Saka's got 10 Premier League goals now, hasn't he? More than that, 12 Premier League goals now, mm. isn't it? Um, More, 12, 12, 12 Premier League yeah. goals. Martinez looking confident. Trossard, you know, I love him. Gets his goal. I always think it's important for him to get goals, Rob, when he can, because he, he's quite an easy player yeah. to bring out. Yeah, let's go for Jesus. Let's go for maybe Enketia. I think he's starting to make the position his own. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I said this last year, that Trossard should have stayed in the team when he had a little run. He did well. He came out again. Jesus was fit again, played in the side. And it kind of fell away a little bit. So I really hope Trossard starts as that false nine. He's absolutely the best at, at, uh, at Arsenal at doing it. One of the best in the league at doing it, Rob, in terms of linking play, but also being effective and mm. scoring and creating as well. So, yeah, Arsenal right now are, yeah, are a good numbers are good, aren't they? Yeah. Trossard's yeah. numbers are good. Seven goals, one assist as well. Second top to, 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 um, to Saka. And then, like, the Habits... You've got Havertz, you've got Martinelli, you've got Odegaard on, on five. So the numbers are starting to come together, All Rob. And yeah, enough of them. Just enough no them point as well. The, 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 yeah, the, um, the Havertz goal, and, and it's something that I, I read a few weeks ago, and it's just come back to me and starting to be something. Have a look how many times or from how many throw-ins that Arsenal either have a shot a goal or score. Hmm. It's another part, of the, hmm. and I don't know if it's a set-piece guy yeah, again, be. but the will Havertz be. goal comes from a throw-in. And, and, and it's worked. And you have a look. Um, go back on goals for Arsenal in recent times. Set pieces and throw-ins play a big part in you know, the, the meticulous way that Mikel Arteta and his staff are trying to help this team to, to get over the line. So I totally agree. I think we, we have got a race. I, 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 my lines were, I think, Arsenal are the most controlling in, in their football, the way they play and the way that they stop the opposition. Liverpool, I would say, the most dangerous. 
Man City have the most sort of tactical options, I would say. Maybe against uh, Thomas Frank. I think City can put you in a vice and, and, and not let you out. But that was my... Uh, have a look at the top three and have a look at Arsenal. In good, in good nick right now, they've got a Champions League game yes. against Porto mm. midweek, mate. Actually, Porto away, and then they're at home to Newcastle next Saturday. So, mm-hmm. you know, two games are of importance, and, and obviously we'll have to see what team he picked. Does he ro- look to rotate at all midweek and, and then bring you know some, some players back in, into the team for the Premier League? Is there any kind of priority? Um, but, yeah, a couple of, couple of important games. But get the sense... You know, celebration police weren't saying too much this weekend after a 5 0 win, uh, which I'm, I'm like, you know, as I've said before, knock yourself out, Arsenal. Keep scoring goals, keep celebrating, mm. keep doing what you're doing, because it just looks like there's a, a, a really good feel around the football club at the moment. Yeah, and just before we move on, Rob, I think the, the Champions League point is a good one. You know, they want, they want to progress you know, the mm. whole mixing of the squad. They make changes, they're not making changes. It's hard to travel in that, that level of competition now, Arsenal, yeah, yeah. and still win games in the Premier League. That's what City have done really, really well. Liverpool are in the Europa League, and yeah. there's, a, there's a lower priority. When it comes to winning a Premier League title, mm. as Jurgen Klopp bows out, that might be a little advantage that Liverpool might use, Rob, in terms of being fresh and ready for every Premier League weekend yeah. and not have to travel and to, to scramble a little bit, recover players after a difficult knockout stage in the Champions League something else to remember but no particularly Liverpool and Arsenal great weekend and uh, yeah, yeah really enjoyed the games yeah. yeah just quick line quick line on Burnley mate because I I, I just felt like mm. this was a I mean Vincent Company after just said we, we didn't compete in any area I mean three wins all season 13 points um, pretty much headed back to guarantee to be headed back to the, to the Championship We've talked about before that, you know, we believe in what Vincent's doing, the ownership group, hopefully can keep most players together, they can come again, mm. the player style, and, and come up better, uh, better knowledge. But um, from now to the end of the season, I thought this weekend, it was the first time I saw Burnley not competitive. And I've said that about Sheffield United. It's almost like there was two, there's two teams now who are not competitive. That's not a good look for this team and, and, and Vincent. Yeah, listen, I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a valid argument when you see them get pasted 5-0 at home, Rob, with the style and the criticism that's going to come in. I'm not going to change. I, I'm not going to change my opinion that this club, this team had to be rebuilt rebuilt in the summer they rebuilt it mm. well, not rebuilt it they added some more parts in the January transfer window two of the back four that played Rob in this game came on deadline day uh, the, the centre-back and the uh, yeah. Asenion the, the right full-back and Estev the centre-back Estev's 21 years of age now I know some of these are loan I think, I think actually uh, Estev's on loan from Montpellier but I think there's less yeah. loan players oh, than were yeah. before Rob so we're going to mm. see next season Leicester City in the Premier League where you know, if you don't make too yeah. many changes, they got a great chance of coming back. Vincent Company has changed the style. They were superb last year. They've struggled this year with a new yeah. team, making a new team, jumping up to this level. For him as a manager, for the team, their style, it's been really difficult. Three wins is awful. I know, but what are you going to do? Are you going to just say, you know what, Vincent, thanks very much. Let's go down another road. Let's get another bunch of players to play in a different style. Let's do it differently to get back up again, to fail again. Should they no. play more pragmatic? All right, then go and play like Sheffield United. What's happened to Sheffield United? They're going to go down as well. 
for me, I think the club should absolutely stand with the manager, stand with the philosophy, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking yeah. the money from the Premier League, the signings that they've made, Rob, they can stay there. It's a young team. Yeah. They're going to get better. They've learned a ton from being pummeled a few times in the Premier League and they're going to finish in the relegation spots but they might grow and they might learn now if, if they do come back up with Vincent Company and they go again and it's equally as disappointing but there's less changes in the side then you can start to say for me well okay Vincent it was great we love the philosophy we're going to get another guy with the same philosophy that might do better so for me, it's hang fire, stay strong, stay tough. I believe in Vincent Company as a manager, Rob. He's learning. The team are learning. They're super yep. young. And it's been a painful season, but not one that you blow it all up mm. and go for something different because it doesn't work. And I, and I don't know. I'll leave you with the last word on this, Rob. You know a little bit about the ownership of this football club. Do you think that Alan yeah, Pace yeah. and those guys will have my kind no. of opinion or no. they will like, well, you know what? We're going to go on to the next guy with his ideas uh, and maybe some different players. What yeah. do you think? I, I think they're well more settled. Uh, I've got a longer-term vision of what this club is and where it should be. And going up, coming up was absolutely brilliant. But I think they'll go down. There'll be no fire cells. They'll be they'll hang on to to right. I believe most of their younger yeah. players, and they'll give you know they'll they'll give Vincent the chance. He's done it once to get out of the Premiership right. and then come up. And maybe address it a little bit differently. Maybe yeah. spend a little bit more money in a couple of areas, Rob. Yeah. Maybe, you know, and, and, and they've learned from the lessons. So, yeah, yeah you know, we, we've talked, you know, in the past about Stevie G and, and Frank Lampard needing to learn the trade. This mm. is, is Vincent learning his trade, and I hope, and I, I'm sure he'll be given the chance to mm. to to uh, bring Burnley back up again, mm. um, as it looks like they're, they're going to go down. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed. Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Okay, mate, let's go to the other team, another team, uh, Luton at home, Kenilworth Road. Uh, I think we're on every pundit's list of one of the three teams to go down. Uh, seem to be making a fist of it. Lost 2-1 to Manchester United today, but some could argue at times played the better football and, and had more possession, uh, despite United getting a, a couple of goals through Rasmus Hoyland early in the game. Uh, Colton Morris uh, bringing... Went back level 14 minutes after that. And then United had chances on the counter-attack. Luton had 
more possession. Um, and we'll feel a little unlucky they didn't get a point. Yeah. Uh, I just thought, Rob, first of all, what a great game of football. Mm. What a great advert for the Premier League. What a great advert for all the things that are Luton Town and we've known that you know they've been down in the bottom leagues, possibly out of... Of um, going out of business at, at one point to to be back in the Premier League to be playing it's basically the biggest club in the league versus the smallest club in the league yeah. and there wasn't that much between them the two teams in the end mm-hmm. yeah I I just thought they were an absolute credit to the to the to the to the name of Luton Town credit Rob, Rob Edwards the team the players the way they they have an awful mistake to start the game there's a deflected goal for the second goal for Russell Hoyland and yet they still found yeah. the spirit to continue playing Rob Edwards afterwards said that, that that doesn't change the game plan and we conceded an early goal they're kind of the, the way that they force man united back uh, i mean it's just it's it's marvelous on a day that david pleat mick arthur were there luton town legends yeah, they must yeah. be they must be proud to be associated with the club that the way that they played there um, they had a couple of chances at the end to, to, to nick a draw out of the game. I mean, in all fairness, Manchester United in the second half had a couple of really great chances to put the game to bed, but they didn't Counts do it. Attacks, didn't they? And yeah. you know, it yeah. goes back to I mean, that's five wins on a spin, I think now for um, for uh, for Eric Ten Hag's yeah. men. Um, Ten Hag, yeah, and it's yeah. better. Same front three, same Bruno in and around. I, I, I mean, Casemiro struggled with the pace of the game. I think a few of the players were surprised at yeah. how difficult it was to go to Kenilworth Road against Luton Town. And I, I said at, at half-time, Rob, you know, you know, of course, we, we get out there, we have like 30 seconds to say something about the game. And, and my biggest, when I looked at the game, yeah. I'm still thinking, and I want your take on this, Rob, because maybe I was being unfair on Man United where I'm like, that, that, that doesn't look right. You know, Man United scored two goals early. I mean, against Luton Town... Go and take control, and I know that that Luton are going to huff and puff a little bit. Have the have the um, the quality and brave to get on the ball and to play and to keep possession and make them run, wear them down, maybe try and create some more. But it was score two goals and sit back and play on a counter attack against Luton. Now, is that it then? I mean, are Man United are going to when are they going to change to be a team that I think the DNA of Man United is to play, to be expansive, to attack, to be front foot. Um, and they win the game. So I get that, Man United fans, and they might be shouting yeah, at, the, yeah. at wherever they're listening to this or seeing it. <laughs> I just think if you... I mean, am I, being, am I wrong here, Rob, where expecting more from Man United, particularly if they've got a so, two-goal start, it, to really take control of a game against mm-hmm. Luton Town? Um, you're not wrong, but you, 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 you're slightly romantic, which, which is nice for you to, to be romantic <laughs> once or twice. I mean... The, the the biggest takeaway for Man United for me, Rob, is it's a win. And the, the next so biggest takeaway it, is it's a win against Luton. Hold, hold on, All you, right. you got, yeah, but All you right. got to let me go where I'm going. So it's a win because in you know in the recent past it hasn't always been a win, and we've been mm. lower down the table. Yeah. We're sixth in the table. We're closing in on a possible Champions League spot, whether it be fourth or fifth. Um, we are not good enough. This team is not set up and good enough to control games in the manner that other teams do in the league. What this team have is a real threat. When I look at that front four, Rob, Ganacho, Bruno, Rashford and Hoyland, who are all in, in a bit of form, they have a real threat. And, and if they'd have taken the counter-attack chances in this game, it probably would have been 3-1, even 4-1, um, maybe 4-2 if, if Luton go on that. But they did still create some really good opportunities. They they will not possess the ball. I think well, I think Luton. It's only the first fourth time I think Luton have had more possession in in the Premier League. And 
to do that against Manchester United tells you everything, love. They're not great with the ball. They don't trust well, well, themselves well, with well, the build-up. Well, well, they don't well, have the security. How is that possible, Rob? Let me just pause you there a little bit. Diego Dallo is a fullback yeah, that comes yeah. into midfield. This technically pretty good. Luke Shaw can absolutely play. Casemiro dominated games in midfield for Real Madrid. Kobe Mainu, his main, yeah, main yeah, talent is keeping in possession the of the ball and passing. Yeah. Bruno Fernandes is technically yeah. good. How can they not be good enough to keep possession yeah. of the ball regularly? Well, there's two, two points to that. One, we've seen this team try and play out, Rob, and at times it's been... And I said a few weeks ago, they've got to stop this. Own what they are, and that's a very good counter-attack team who they can defend better and push forward. And, and I know it's not perfect, Manchester. The other, the other obvious answer is that they have a coach who doesn't either believe in them or believe in himself, and that's the way he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna coach them, Rob. And I think Bex asked you at the end of the game, I think, in terms of, like, mm. will he still be there or, mm. you know, is Eric Ten Hag? And I thought it was a really, it's a really interesting question, yeah. and I thought both you and Tim had your answers. For me, Rob, I'm looking at Jim Ratcliffe who's coming to this football club, played over a billion dollars for 25%. He's running the football business. Mm. Every move he's made has been... Impressive, um, thoughtful, mm, uh, forward-thinking, mm. and bold. And bold. He goes against Barrera from Manchester City. Mm. He's talking about bringing Dan Atwood from Newcastle United, who've got plenty of money to spend and, and, mm. and whatever. They want to get the best. He, I think he will. He will be watching the football, and he'll be like you, saying, "Yeah, we're six, and, and we, we we won this game." But this was Luton. Now this was the Glazers. I think the Glazers wouldn't yeah. care, Rob. We're no. sixth. We won. That's all that matters. But I think this guy will care, and that's why I think this guy will go be proactive and get someone who will also yeah. play the football. That when right. you tune up after after yeah. a few minutes at Luton Town, we win five or six, like like Liverpool mm. do, like mm. Arsenal do, like Man City would. Not mm. that we hang on for a two-one win, two-one mm. after fourteen minutes, and mm. yes, we don't take our counter-attack chances, but the opposition have more possession than us and look a better. Yeah, and they could have nicked a goal. Team. They could have nicked a draw, Rob. Take it out of their hands. Take it out of Luton's hands by get, by going and dominating and scoring. And they nearly did with a counter-attack, but it's a safer way to do it with through possession. So let's just make me sh- so sure there. So you think, like me, that they will make a change in the summer, Rob, with Ten Hag? You think they will? They'll be thinking now who the next guy. They'll yeah, almost because, have a clean because of slate today, total. because of those things. Mm. Because of well, it, it just if I look at the kind of moves he's making in other areas of the football right. club, he's making those kind of moves, yeah. Rob. Yeah. And I think why would you not for the man who's at the top for yeah. the football that really we play? Yeah. He's he's not paid one point on bid. Talking about changing the club, the the Wembley of the North, and talking about developing Manchester, the area for, for the fans and things. This isn't a guy who goes. That's a great win. So it's an important win. We're sixth in the league with two-one against Luton. This guy also wants to play the kind of football where millions of people want to want to come and watch Manchester United again and be enthralled by the football, not just be enthralled by the points. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're on the same page there, Rob. Um, but it was a win, and they, they keep going. They're up to sixth. They'll, they'll think yeah. they can get into the top four spots. Um, <laughs> I, I, don't, I just don't think they're going to do that. But listen, at this point, there's plenty of games left. Maybe they can find a way. Uh, confidence is growing. 
to get into the top four. But uh, I mean, I, I, of all the games this weekend, I, I just think the Chelsea Man City game and the Luton Man United yeah. was so blimmin' good. And I was so, in some ways, yeah. proud. I have a good friend who's a Luton Town fan. I'm like, wow, you must be so proud of the way mm. that your team played. Uh, really enjoyed the game. United came out on top 2 1, Rob. Let's just go down quickly, comments on other games that grabbed yeah, just, our just attention. Just on that, oh, sorry, on. mate. Just. just, just just before you do, I just thought the reception of the fans, mate, was, was, was something different as well. You've just got beat 2-1. I know yeah. it's Man United. But I thought the, the fans yeah. with the players and with Rob Edwards and that going off, yeah. I thought was, was, was just, just sums up sums up a, cl- a club that's, you know, going in, in yeah. a good place. And I still think got really, um, a really cha- good chance of, 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 of staying in the league. Rob, so, sorry, mate. Let's see how things go at the bottom. You, you always, you, you just, last, 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 last point on this. How about the midfield two of Laconga <laughs> and Barkley? Yeah. How, how about, oh, about Laconga and Barkley? Yeah, mean, I've got Laconga. I wow. mean, we could talk all day about some of these. Yeah, and the, and the Bonin, the, the wing back mm-hmm. on one side, Alfie Doughty that I love the yeah. bits on the left hand side, and this is all Doughty, the way yeah. by that Adebayo, the, the top scorer, went out before mm-hmm. the game with an injury in the warm up. So. Yeah, yeah, tons of tons of good stuff for Luton Town, and um, yeah, a great chance of staying in the division. Just, I think I've got I've, I've got, got last one, one for you, mate. <laughs> Sorry, last 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 one. Right, Casemiro's on a yellow card. Um, could have got sent off. He's an experienced Champions League winner and, and top class international, yeah. and and you know, story to death. And I've, and Maguire, I'm not sure whether Maguire was an injury or also on a yellow card, but two players who get uh, taken off at half-time and replaced mm-hmm. by um, McTominay and Evans. Yeah. Are we in a position where now we can't, you uh, can't trust Casemiro for 45 minutes against Luton Town to not get things? Yeah, yeah Maino gets a yellow card in the, in the second half and he stays on the pitch and, and manages to, to do. And, and Harry Maguire, oh, oh, is that where we are now? I like, don't know, mate. You're on a yellow, you've got to come off. I, 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 I'm with I, you. I was, I was, I was slightly taken aback by that. Like I'm an experienced international footballer who's won things all over the world. Okay, I've just not got to go to ground and make sure I don't do anything silly. Yeah, you can't be trusted. I mean, we've all been in that position. Yeah, I can't be trusted. I mean, the only thing wow. I think, Robert, that, that, that maybe the game was the game was a little quick. The, little, the game was a little quick from in midfield. Barkley's yeah. got great yeah. feet. Um, Lukonga was brilliant in the game. Maybe just a, a, a one yeah. missed time tackle away from being red carded. Yeah, and Maguire got Maguire got done, didn't he? At that one time, he did get a yellow card. Harry Maguire. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ton tons of stuff mm. of, as always to talk about these two football clubs. Um, we should move it on, my friend. Let's <laughs> yeah. move it on to just other results. Go on, mate. Let's move on. Yeah. Just go around the grounds okay. and, and let you me just go quickly. Yeah, I'll go, I'll yeah. go quickly. Unless there's a few things I think we should touch on. I'm going to go through the results real quick. Spurs one, uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers two, Sheffield United nil, Brighton five. Something we've got to talk about in that one. Fulham one, Villa yeah. two. Uh, goals yeah. from from Ollie Watkins back in form, playing great. Newcastle two, Bournemouth two, and Nottingham Forest mm-hmm. two. West Ham United another loss for David Moyes. Straight to the top of there, real quick. Joe Gomez in my thoughts for underappreciated performer for Wolverhampton Wanderers midfield player, yeah. small dude, brilliant little player, scored a really good goal. And how about Wolves, Rob? How about the job that this guy is doing? I mean, he's going to be right there with Rob, Ed- wow. Rob Edwards Impressive. and maybe others. And Wolverhampton Wanderers eleventh in the league, league table, a great win away. Way at Tottenham. Yeah. Yeah. Can't speak highly enough of Gary O'Neill. His team are well set up. They play well. Pedro Neto, my friend, yeah, is an yeah. absolute uh, diamond. Yeah. Who who would and, and and I put my note and I hope Wolves fans don't hate me for this would be a perfect Tottenham Hotspur player. By the way, million playing percent. in them wide positions million on the percent. counter attack with yeah. pace, dropping yeah. inside, making goals. In, yeah. in, Bringing goals, beautiful player, Pure, um, yeah, and also my my my, my, other two, my my other two points with Spurs were 
Emerson Royal and Ben Davies don't fit the, the boots mm. of Pedro Porro and uh, Udogi. The yeah. full-backs missing for Spurs, playing mm. in that higher mm. position, was, is such a miss, Rob, mm. to the way they play. Mm. Madison didn't quite get his, his game going as he would have liked, um, but that was down to a lot of the organisation discipline from Wolves. So, yeah, well done, okay. Gary O'Neill. Um, brilliant work he, he's doing at that football club. We've got to talk about... Um, got... Let's go to Sheffield United. Yeah, go for it. Sheffield United in Brighton. So uh, Chris Wilder's Sheffield United, and you know he, he's always talking about you know the steel of his team and the organisation, and you know they've lost the last one, but we, you know we, we're still looking good. I mean the the challenge by Mason Holgate <laughs> on, on Matoma um, that to straight red that that I mean <laughs> if you could give two reds, Rob, I'd give him two reds, a yellow, and, and Mason blue, Holgate, everything. Give him all the red is, cards as possible. <laughs> yeah, blue. Yeah, all all the all the cards possible. <laughs> um, Mason Hol. Let, let let me just talk, talk to you about Mason Holgate oh. uh, for one reason because I want to give you my underappreciated performer of the week oh. after this. So Mason Holgate. Is, has become a footballing liability from a, a, a decent Premier League player. He's 27 years of age, played 126 times for Evan, played a number of positions, full-back, centre-back, left, uh, both full-back positions for Evan, and generally has, uh, was known to do a decent job. He went on loan to Southampton this season, Rob. They, they got rid of him, didn't want him. Went on at Southampton in, in, in uh, the Championship. He's gone to Sheffield United... He's a liability mm. in a game that his team just want to try and yeah. nick a point and give a bit of belief. He makes a challenge like that that, that lets himself, his team, his teammates and the manager down. Um, and, and just like, to me, Rob, no real appreciation of the circumstances in which mm. he's going. Mm. He's a footballer mm. who he'll go back to Everton. He's probably on a big contract. Maybe having to think, well, it, it's maybe time. He might get another move to a mm. Premier League or mm, possibly a championship yeah. club, and that's how that's how his career is going to go. Mm. And 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 it, it, it irks me so much because he's 27 years of age. He's played England under 20s, under 21s, had a decent reputation, and he's letting his, his career flutter by. Now let me go to my underappreciated performer of the week, who plays for Brighton. He's 33 years of age. He doesn't score that many goals, actually. He's named Danny Welbeck. He started at Manchester United. He was a star youngster through the academy at Manchester United. He's played for United, Arsenal, Watford, Brighton and Sunderland on loan in, in the Premier League. He continues, Rob, every week to give of his best. He, he's redefined himself and his role under De Zerbe, as he did under Potter. He looks like he's a great guy to have around. He's helping young players in the Brighton team that maybe in the next year or two... You know, he's going to move on and Ferguson's going to come in and the Buenanotes and the Ancisos and the Fatties and the Pedros are going to be the stars. There couldn't be a bigger opposite to Mason Olgate mm. than Danny Welbeck, who is, is dragging every last ounce out of his Premier League career and I couldn't love him any more for it. Well said, my friend. Well said. Um, agree with everything. It's a great shout. I mean, he's still playing. He's not underappreciated by his manager, Rob. I'll tell you that. I mean, Evan Ferguson on the bench again. No. No. Danny Welbeck seems to be the number one pick for him as his number nine. Not flashy. 
you know, not going to grab headlines, had a ton of awful yeah. injuries throughout his career, and yet here he is, still playing a trade in the Premier League, still an important part of a young, dynamic team that Robert, Roberto De Zerbi is putting together. It's a, it's a, it's a bit of a left field. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe we, everybody's underappreciated him, but you make really good points on him. What a career. And it's a really good kind of comparison of a player. I mean, I, I, I can laugh about it now because Karim Matoma is OK and he carried on playing. I have, yeah, I have yeah. never seen a, a tackle. That's, that's right out of the 1970s, Rob, isn't it? Yeah, Where you that's the old, Lungeon, old school, wasn't it? Yeah. That's Leeds United in 1973. Chopper, Chopper, Chopper Harris, Harris, wasn't it? And Billy Bremer and <laughs> Norman all Norman Bite, your legs, no. <laughs> Hunter. Yeah, go uh, on YouTube, all you young yeah. listeners and viewers, yeah, if you don't know. Yeah, please have a look. Have a look at Fowls. <laughs> Search on YouTube, Fowls in the 70s or something, and you're going to see some of these challenges. It's kind of yeah. it's kind of, it's, it's comedic, really. Where that comes from, yeah. I have no idea. You, you said it best, Rob. It, 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 he let, that was a must-win game. That was a must-win game for Sheffield United. Yeah. Have got any chance of staying at Brighton? Got a few injuries. Uh, maybe a little bit soft and weak with the way that they play. Maybe. With some of the young technical mm. players they've got. Be physical, Sheffield United, but not that. It was yeah. an awful, disgusting challenge that... I mean, I think there was some... I checked social media. Was there some... It might have been a Sheffield, actually, it might have been a Sheffield United player that said it was a harsh red card. You're never going to see a more harsh. certain red Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was one of the defenders, actually, um, when I think back at it yeah. now. But, but crazy, ruined the game for everybody's point of view. But if you're a teammate, Rob, right, I, if that's me, right, yeah. and I go in there at the end of the game or at half-time... I think I've got to say something. I think I'm going to get into his face and yeah, realise yeah. what that means now. Thanks do. to yeah. that, I've got to run my socks off in this game against a team that played possession-based football anyway. It was astonishing to me. But anyway, let's, let's, let's move it forward. Great shout on Danny Welbeck. Sheffield United now with Burnley look, look like it's one way now. Almost miracle time for those two clubs to try and make up seven at least seven points out of staying in the division. Um, just other, other news and notes, Rob, I guess. Fulham 1, uh, Villa 2, no surprises there. Ollie Watkins, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, in a, yeah, he's in a little goals, zone. Yeah. He's in a little zone right now. Newcastle 2, yeah. Bournemouth 2, 13, Rob. 13 goals, 10 assists. Is he? Yeah. Brilliant. That's great. Born, Newcastle 10, yeah. they're struggling Slanky. to get really going again, aren't they? Mm. Newcastle in their, in their best form there. A late, yeah. late goal, wasn't it, for an equalising goal from Matt Ritchie? Matt Ritchie, yeah, former Bournemouth man. Yeah, uh, Solanke, 14 goals for, for um, well, Bournemouth. Well done. The other well one, done. Rob, which, which, which has, is, is Nottingham Forest 2, West Ham yeah. uh, nil. Mm. And I believe some West Ham fan shouting you're getting sacked in the morning and oh. you don't know what you're doing and all that oh. stuff was coming out to, to David Moyes, which isn't great. I mean, Calvin Phillips, Rob, you've just got him on loan. Two oh. yellow card fouls. I mean, if it, when it rains, it pours yeah. for David Moyes. Um, and i tell you what I saw on, on this one, Rob. Great win for Nuno, uh, a 2-0 win that, that gives Foyce some hope and you kind of feel that Foyce are going to be OK. But a little footnote I saw on, on Forrest drop, and I don't know if you, if you picked up, Mark Clattenburg has gone yeah. as a referee <laughs> analyst for Nottingham Forest. Our, our good friend, Mark Clattenburg. I know, Clattenburg. So I assume when, when, when decisions are given... So, so what's his role when, when decisions <laughs> are given on VAR? We've got our own ref who can have a look at it and maybe... Have an opinion, or I mean, well, I mean, I know clubs would look at, at, at every angle. <laughs> so, Mark Clattenburg, a referee analyst. So, are we going to see all? I know it's David Ellery and, and Mike Riley and all that who's going to start coming back. 
Uh, we'll have to I don't see. get it, Robert. I mean, is he going to? He, he's he going to coach the <laughs> yeah. team? Be careful. This, this is what referees are looking out for. You can't yeah, do this these now. Things Explain maybe. the rules. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. That's the first. That is the first. It's a. Um, yeah. But I'll tell you well, what, mate. That's no a surprise, Mark Clattenburg's a first. Oh, I know. Yeah, I big know. win for Forest. It's yeah. a big win really, for Forest. Really, really big win. Yeah. yeah. All right, mate. Listen, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a big week. We're, we're over an hour on that one. It's a weekend when we have a top three that's separated by just four points. It feels like we've got a real three-horse race going on this time. The other end of the table, Burnley and Sheffield United, they look doomed, conceding nine goals between them this weekend. So there's just one spot to avoid down there at the bottom of the table for the teams trying to fight against relegation. We'll be back next Sunday, that's February the 25th, when we'll re- recap match week 26, when Arsenal hosts Newcastle at the Emirates, and we'll also recap the League Cup final with Liverpool play Chelsea in the big match at Wembley. But for now, I'm Earl Hughes Musty, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.